Hello and welcome to the Weekly Confessional. I'm your host, Mark, and this week I have a few stories for you. Um, updates, there are really none, to be honest with you. Not much has gone on, not much has changed. I'm trying to make sure I put the episodes out every Tuesday, but it becomes a little bit harder when you're the only one working on the podcast. Um, however, I still really enjoy it. I think I found some pretty good stories this week, and uh, let's just get into it. So this first confession, it's coming from a parent. Um, they called themselves Kitchen Advertising, and it's a mother whose son has Asperger's. And so they've done a lot of therapy. They've done a lot of things to try and help him be successful. And he comes across mostly as shy. But other than that, people really don't know what's going on with him. However, he started his sixth grade year, which the transition from elementary to middle school, if you don't know, it's a big deal. A lot of people have trouble with it. A lot of kids have trouble with that transition. And when he started in the sixth grade, he met all of his teachers and it was apparently great, except for one teacher in particular. Now, the the mother posting this said that the teacher was just a nasty bitch. You know, she's horrible. And I don't know anything about this teacher. I don't know her story, but you know, going based off her perspective, apparently this teacher is the worst teacher to ever exist. She's extremely strict. She's extremely, um, you know, put together when it comes to the things that she expects in her classroom. And while I respect that, this parent is saying that it got to the point where her son felt extremely overwhelmed and afraid of being in her class. At one point, he was in there and I guess the heat was on and it was just too much for him and he asked to leave and the teacher refused to let him leave the classroom. And I understand from his perspective why he had to leave the classroom, but he went running, he went running out of the school building and he had to be chased down by um, the administration in the building. And now the mother said that they did apologize to her. And they told her that, you know, we're really sorry that your son was in this situation. We understand it was difficult. And so they ended up actually remedying the situation by getting the child moved to a different classroom. But the teacher did want to discuss with the parents what was going on. So when they went to meet with the parents, apparently the teacher was once again, as this person says, a nasty bitch. And she accused her son of using the diagnosis as a crutch and that he needed to grow up. Which, if she really said those things, that is not something any educator should ever say, considering the fact that, you know, if a child has a diagnosis given to them by a doctor and they've had it for several years, for you to just decide that you're more of a professional or that you are smarter than the people who have already given the diagnosis is kind of condescending and it's just just rude it's it's extremely rude it makes no sense to me that you would do that but um on the way out apparently the teacher left the room to use the restroom or something and the mother grabbed the teacher's keys and on her way out she threw them in the garbage now I have kind of mixed feelings about this because I understand that she had some issues with this person. And so obviously they were upset, some resentment. It's just that is one of the cruelest things you can do. The things on your kids. The other thing would be the wallet. If you lose your wallet, that's 
That's horrible because you have to go and cancel all your cards. You have to get your IDs remade. You have to get a new goddamn wallet. Um, that happened to me before. That wasn't fun. And it's the same thing with your keys, though, because if you you might have a spare, but now you have to go get new spares made because what happens if you lose your keys again? You can't get home. You have to call somebody to bring you your spare. You have to get all your keys remade. Yeah, that's just extremely inconvenient. However, considering what, according to this, if we believe what they say, you know, that this teacher was truly as horrible as she, they say she was, I mean, did she cause enough inconvenience for that family to warrant that kind of repercussion? I don't know. I'm kind of on the line here. I see both sides to it. Um, I would probably err on the side of being the better person and just be like, nah, I'm not going to steal your keys and be petty as hell. But at the same time, I do kind of see why she did it. Okay, so this next story is pretty heavy. And when I read it, I I kind of really didn't process exactly what he was saying until the very end, and then it all hit me. So I'm going to tell you all this story. So this guy, his name is uh, Mesk997. He put it on Confessions, and he said that um, around four years ago, he was a vendor on the dark net. And if you don't know what the dark net is, it's kind of like an untrackable version of the internet. A lot of shady stuff goes on there. Um, people doing things that are obviously extremely illegal. That's where a lot of pedophiles find their sources. It's disgusting. Um, I don't, I don't know the benefits of the dark web where like people are using it for good. All I've ever heard is the disturbing aspects of it. And this guy was using it to sell drugs. He didn't want to work a regular job. He wanted his own business and he was going to use the drug money to start up said business. So he starts his store and it has three drugs in it, ketamine, meth, and he said some outdoor weed that his friend was getting him for super cheap. Everything was going great. Like at one point he had a couple thousand lost due to some sort of a scam, but he had about $25,000 saved and so it didn't really ruin his life and he was doing pretty good. Eventually he met, you know, this connection that came to town once a week, but he had everything that he could want. Apparently something called mescaline, LSD. I know what mushrooms are, but I've never had it. Tried it. I've never tried any drugs really. Um, PCP, fentanyl. Um, and they, the people weren't really use, cutting heroin with fentanyl. I don't know what that means, but if any of you all know what that means maybe you can explain it but i'm guessing that means that you make one th i know fentanyl is like super strong so i'm i'm guessing you use the heroin to make the fentanyl not as strong or maybe i'm just making this up i feel like a i feel like i'm making this up anyways he you know was getting all these drugs now and you know people had you know they did fentanyl he, it was now part of his you know he wasn't doing three drugs anymore it was a little bit more complicated but he had this express ex, excel spreadsheet with you know people's names zip code and what they ordered along with how much of it that they ordered and he was selling mescaline which was a super white powder um it was you know very white but so was fentanyl they're very similar consistency and at one point or another his Excel sheet got messed up and seven people who normally get mescaline were actually getting fentanyl orders. So he sent them out. Nothing went, you know, he didn't notice anything until about five days 
later when someone contacted him and told him that their friend died because of the mescaline. You know, he he was like, no, it wasn't me. You know, I, I check my order logs. Everything seems fine. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, when he went to go actually go through the product, he found that he had 11 more grams of mescaline than he should have. So he wasn't really sure what was going on, but he, you know, kind of moved on. Well, he checks his orders again to see if anyone had finalized their purchase. And um, he realized that some of the ones that had ordered last week had not finalized. their. This sounds really official, by the way. I don't know what kind of bougie put together people are doing these drugs but like it sounds like they would actually call ahead of time and say yeah i'm ready for my order i'm gonna come pick it up like a real store and stuff but when he checked the people that were on that list did not confirm that they were going to get their drugs and apparently they had not logged on in three to two in two to three days so immediately he decided to deactivate his account he didn't um need to confirm what had happened because he knew that he had accidentally killed several people. And so he took all his money, converted his Bitcoin to cash, moved far away, didn't talk to anyone for a long time, found a job in a restaurant and is living in a city that he always wanted to live in. And he hasn't touched any drugs since that day. Now he says that he still thinks about the people and he saved their names and, you know, Googled them to see that four of them had definitely died. And then, he said that one had shared it with a friend and they both died. And honestly, that's the end of his confession. But like the reality is that his mistake caused the death of several people. And I think it's, it's tragic because these people, you know, we don't know their stories. We don't know how they ended up at that point in their lives, but the overdose I think that the person who posted this should definitely get in trouble, whether it's involuntary manslaughter or something. I mean, you, the reality is, is that you shouldn't be selling drugs anyways. And if you're selling drugs and you cause several people to die, that would be like if a pharmacist did the same thing and he killed, you know, five to six people, wouldn't you think that the pharmacist should get some sort of jail time or repercussions? I mean, just because these people are on drugs does not make them less valuable. You know, their lives aren't worthless. I know some people do think that, but personally, I hold the opinion that everybody's life still has value regardless of how they choose to live it. So that was that story. I thought that one was particularly messed up because, I mean, that's, I mean, that's just terrible. He, he literally caused several people to lose their lives. Anyways... I don't know how you all feel about the ping-ponging I do with these stories where one's super sad and one's kind of ridiculous and another one's disturbing. But this next story I thought was kind of... Well, I'll just tell you it. <laughs> so Twizzles said that, you know, apparently he and his girlfriend get their sons and their son and her daughter really good gifts. Like they set a budget of $1,000 on each kid, which is absolutely insane. And they had met the budget for both kids last week. So their kids are actually, they're not um, each other's biological kids, but respectively they are. Her daughter is her biological daughter. His son is his biological son. They are not the parents of each other's children, but they live together and they co-parent. So it's a good little, you know, family. Very cute. Except she decides that she wants to get her daughter an iPhone XS Max, like, Putting her like that's a twelve hundred dollar purchase, 
So they've already spent the thousand. So now they're going to spend another twelve hundred on her to give her a twenty two hundred dollar um, total Christmas budget. And Twizzles is not okay with this. He takes this extremely personally because he feels like his son is getting screwed. And, you know, she's telling him, well, it's my daughter. I can do what I want. And when he says, you know, well, then we need to get my son more gifts to even it out. She says, oh, no, we can't afford that. You know, we can't spend that extra money. And it's unfair that he would even suggest that. So it's kind of a back and forth, back and forth. And I, I, I don't know. I see why they were arguing. I think obviously she's the asshole, but like, I also think like, are they really going to do this to where they're going to spend about $2,200 on each of their kids? So during a final argument, cause this is not just one day, this is like over the course of three days that they are just back and forth fighting, arguing, angry as heck. And in the peak of one of the arguments, uh, Twizzles goes ahead and grabs the Christmas gift that he got for the girlfriend, which was a MacBook Air, ripped it open, and then began to wrap it so that he could give it to his son. So this brand new MacBook Air, he, he basically is re-gifting her gift, which, first of all, this does not sound like a healthy relationship. Second of all, what the hell kind of budgets do you all have? Like... Like, please tell me what you all do for a job because I would be happy to uh, replace you. And also, maybe feel free to adopt me. Um, I would also really enjoy an iPhone XS Max for Christmas. Just throwing that out there. But anyways, uh, this does not sound like a relationship that's meant to last. It does not seem like they are happy. And it's obviously, it just seems petty to me. And the kids are kind of caught in the middle of it, which... That's a, that's a war I'd be okay with being caught in the middle of. If you want to do a spending war with me, okay. Let's see who can buy me the most stuff. Come on, come on. But I guess I need to stop making everything about me. So hopefully they work their stuff out. I mean, that was obviously posted a little bit ago because it was prior to this year's Christmas. And he never put an update. But I'm kind of curious to see if they're even still together. Um, I'm going to bank on no, but yeah, you know, people surprise you. Okay, so the final story that I have to tell... I can't really relate to, but I just think it's odd enough that y'all would enjoy it. This uh, this kid was a teenager, and apparently he went to this girl's house, and he took 34 tabs of acid. First of all, when I was a teenager, I didn't even have friends to have houses to go to. But then second of all, to have friends that had drugs, like they were on that whole scene. Like, I, I don't... I never, I never could relate to the TV show Teenage Years that I see where people are like drinking and doing this and that. But apparently that is a real thing. I know because I've had people tell me, but I never witnessed that when I was in high school. I think I knew people smoke weed a little bit, but like doing tabs of acid, I've never heard of that with high schoolers. Anyways, there were only like five or six people there and they're apparently all tripping on the acid. Um... But then a bunch of other people began showing up and they weren't on drugs. So he decided that he would go into her backyard to hide. Well, there's this beautiful little shed. Picture this, you know, white shed, light on on the inside, maybe some hedges outside. And he decides to go in there and he sees some paint. It was apparently silver and brown paint. So he put his fingers in it and it felt weird, which if you've ever touched faint paint, paint obviously it does but he apparently liked having one brown hand and one silver hand 
So he decided to take all his clothes off and just paint his body brown and silver and laughed about it because that's hilarious to you when you're on drugs. And he tried to start a riding lawnmower, which that definitely sounds like somebody on drugs would do. But fortunately, the keys were not in it, which I'm sure this would have been a whole separate story if he had managed to make it move. But while he was doing all this, he decided that it would be funny to leave a silver dick print on the siding of the the beautiful little shed that I described to you. And so he took the silver paint, dipped his you know junk all up in it, was spreading it around, smearing it, and just smacked the wall with it. Which I would imagine that would hurt, you know, being a man and having a penis. But apparently he did this over and over again for about 10 minutes. And he decided to describe it as a thwop sound. So he would dip and thwop and dip and thwop and dip and thwop. And apparently he had tears of joy running down his face, which mind you in my entire life, I've not had tears of joy running down my face, which I feel like I'm missing out on something. So I'm, you know, maybe I just need to grab a can of paint and go to town and see what happens. But yeah, he was like truly enjoying this experience. Now, Apparently, this guy named Josh Morton, who he names him specifically. So, Josh Morton, if you're out there, you did something bad. Because when you found him, you yelled, this motherfucker is dick stamping the whole house. So, people in the house came outside to find this naked gentleman with a wall covered in dick prints. And um, none of them understood why he did it. And he says this, like, you should understand why he did it, which, I mean, knowing he's on drugs, I guess I would explain it, but, like, even off drugs or on drugs, you, you, I don't think that that's a common occurrence. You know, I don't think people say, oh, how many dick prints did you get on the wall? Well, I had vagina prints, so how many of those can you do? I can do 73 in two hours. Just doesn't seem like a normal thing. So... The girl obviously never invited him back to her house again, and he's still really bitter about Josh Morton calling him out, which I don't really think he has a right to do. He should probably pick better people to do drugs around, and I'm pretty sure when you're tripping on acid or any other type of psychedelic drug, um, you're supposed to have somebody there who is not on drugs to kind of tell you, hey, don't do that. That's not what you want to be known for in high school. So yeah, those are my stories for this week. I know it runs a little bit short, but at the same time, I feel like you all get your stories in quick, 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 get out. Um, I'm still working on this whole solo thing. It's kind of weird talking to yourself. If I'm being honest, it's hard to like be active and like show your personality because when it's just you talking to yourself with other people eventually going to listen to it, you feel like you're being weird because I'm literally in a room by myself saying these things and my fiance is downstairs and he could probably hear me and he's probably like oh that wasn't funny Mark or you know I don't know it's just odd I'm getting used to it as uh, I always say thank you so much for listening Um, I really do appreciate it I pay attention Um, I would love to hear from some of you all I hope you all have a wonderful week Um, please share the podcast as much as possible I promise you I'm not going to let it die. It is, you know, definitely going through a transition right now. And I don't really know where it's going to end up. But I hope you enjoy the content that I give you. And I hope that you all, you know, 
continue to support me and this, whatever this is. So, oh, also, I hope you like this new microphone I paid money for because it was a little bit more expensive, but I think it's better by far from what I can tell. Let me know. Send me an email, theweeklyconfessional at gmail.com. Um, also, send me stories, please. It, I love reading these stories, and I really do appreciate being able to share them with you all. So, bye. Have a great week. See you all next week, I hope. I hope. Please come back. Dear God, please. <laughs>